June's Journey is a fascinating hidden object mystery gaming app where you'll play as June Parker, tasked with a daunting obligation, solve your sister's murder. Set in the 1920s, the era of glitz and glam, this family mystery is one for the ages. Everyone's a suspect until your investigation determines otherwise. The clues are all around you, hidden within tricky twists and turns. You'll collect detailed information about each character in your photo album where you'll comb over every detail. You can even join a detective's club to chat and play with others or against them in the detective's league. With hundreds of puzzles to solve, you should probably get started today. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Welcome to the CBS Eye on Money show. It is Thursday, September 8th. It's not really, but it's not bad, Mark, in, in our in our whole goal of trying to put a bunch of shows in the can for an extended summer break. I think we're in very good shape. So, Mark, thank you so much for doing all the hard work on that. What do you have, like some master spreadsheet or something somewhere with all this stuff? No, I, 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 would, I wish I could say that. No, I really don't. I, maybe I have something on like the notes section of my iPhone. That's about it. You're kidding. I I would, okay, I would do a, I would, if I were you, have like a big fat Google Doc and you could share it with me and then I could, okay, forget it. Just do what you want to do. I'm not messing with your system. I don't get involved. It works. It works. I mean, I don't know how, but it is seamless and wonderful for me. And he is Mark Telercio, the co-host and the executive producer. Uh, the executive producer of my life is what I like to say. And, uh, oh, Mark, by the way, uh, I myself enjoyed a little Carvel cake over the past week uh, for some birthday celebrations. And you're right. It is as good as we remember. It's fantastic. I think I had a slice each night for about a good week. I feel like I got to uh, do a little diet in right now. Oh, you're so, you're ridiculous. You're total. You're so skinny. You know that. It's ridiculous. Anyway, um, this is the program that is not about ice cream cake or dieting. It is about your financial life. If you've got a financial question, if it's a, a retirement question, a loan question, maybe it's a, a going back to the basics because it's kind of the academic year restarting again, give us a holler. Just go to jillonmoney.com. You click the contact us button. A form will pop up. You can ask the question there. At the bottom of the form, there's a box that says, would you be willing to come on the air? If you click it, Mark does everything else. Today, we are joined by Jimmy in the Bay Area. And Mark, we didn't even allow Jimmy to use his other fake name. We, we basically, we, we really got on top of you, Jimmy. So, I, so I'm sorry for that. So let's start again. Hi, Jimmy. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys? We are fantastic. What can we do for you? Uh, I'm 46. My wife is 34. I make about eighty-five thousand a year. Wifey makes about hundred and five. Okay. Um, I like, by the way, just like I like a younger spouse who earns more than than you do. That's an excellent game plan already. I like your strategy. Well, I think I, I think it's going to work out well for me. What yeah. I want to do. <laughs> Good. Okay. So tell us about that. I want to retire earlier than most. I think maybe not most, but like sixty-two years old. I just want to be done. Okay. Part time here and there, but. Mm -hmm stop doing what I'm doing. And uh, I think that's going to work out well because wifey can carry the insurance and still have a steady income and go from there. Okay. Um, do you guys have kiddos? We have two, a five and a seven-year-old. Okay. And are either of you going to be entitled to a pension at retirement? Uh, yes. Wifey will. Uh, she's a teacher. She'll probably have, my understanding is that it's 70% of the last three years she's working. 
Is it the last three or the highest three? Well, that, that's what I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not positive. Okay. All right. But that's still good. And she likes what she does. So she's willing to like kind of hang in there and work for however long, I guess, 20 more years, probably. What's the, what's the, uh, what's the pension outlook for her? How long does she have to stay in it? She, she'll be in it. She, okay. She's not leaving. She likes okay. it. All right. Good. Are you guys putting money into your retirement accounts? Uh, yes. Right now at work, I, I do 15%. Uh, work gives me 11%. Whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. You put in 15%, it's a 401k? Uh, 403b. Okay. Are you also working in, are you a teacher also? Uh, healthcare, healthcare. Healthcare, okay. So you're putting in 15%, is it pre-tax or post-tax? Are you doing a Roth or a traditional? Traditional. And they put in a straight up 11% on your behalf? Well, it's 6%, straight up 6%, and then they give us an additional five. What do you mean? Like, but that's, is that discretionary? Like they're really only on the hook for six, but they give you five also. Do you know what I mean? Since I've been there, it's never changed. So I don't, I I can't say if it's discretionary or not. Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. That's a big number. How much of money is in your 403B right now? Uh, 85. 85K and 85K in income. Okay. What about your wife's retirement account? So we've, we've started, um, about a year and a half ago, we started putting about $300 a month into, uh, it's supposed to be a Roth. My understanding is it's a Roth. I don't okay. quite have all the details. Um, it's not really working though. It, it's, uh, the money's not working. I think it's just kind of sitting there. Hmm. Okay. And is it a Roth, like a Roth um, 403B or a Roth 457 or a Roth IRA? I don't know. I don't know. Is it through her work or is it outside of work that you're doing it's, that? It's through her. Well, it's through a, a representative that came and met with all the teachers, and you know, it seemed like a good idea. I had a lot of questions. She just went ahead and okay. went for it. I want um, some info on that. You're going to follow up with us, okay? Great. Okay, we're going to. How much money is in her retirement account right now? Uh, about five thousand. And is there any other money that you guys have in retirement savings besides the eighty-five and this five? There is a. Uh, I, I have a Roth on my bank. I have a Roth on my bank. Yeah. Okay. How much is in there? Mm, About 80. And when you say at your bank, is it just invested in like a savings account or is it invested in something else? Uh, (laughs) I'm a bit aggressive right now. It's all invested in stocks. All stocks. Individual stocks? Individual. Anything else that you have invested? Uh, A brokerage account. How much in there? 130. All stocks? Yes. Okay. And what about just a plain old emergency reserve account? So I've got about 115 in cash. Okay, good. That's a nice balance against your crazy ass 100% stocks. <laughs> okay, hold on. Um, do you guys have any saving for your kids for their future educational needs? Uh, so each one of them has about 15K in a 529 and 25K in an UPMA. 15, 15, 25, 25? Correct. Okay, that's great. Why have an UTMA? Did you do the UTMA first or did the parents do an UTMA and that, then you started a 529? Like what's the, wh- why the different accounts? So I've been, I've been indirectly told uh, that an aunt and uncle uh, will be leaving some money behind for the kids for college. Okay. I, I don't, you know, I don't know for certain. I don't know how much. I know they're well off. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so I said, I was just thinking, let's just put some in the UPMA first. And then 
if they leave something, if there's uh you know, if the, let the 529 grow and kind of go from there. Okay. Are you currently putting extra money into any of these accounts or now everything sort of, it is what it is at this point? Uh, the 529, just like $25 a month for each kid. Okay. All right. More questions. Let's see. How about life insurance for you guys? Uh, we, we, I've got life insurance, life insurance through work, like 250. I'm not sure what this plan is, but my wife's grandfather started something for her when she was born. Oh my God. Um, I bet it's some, it's probably some old whole life policy. And that's what, it's exactly what I think it is. It's through, um, was it Northwestern? Yeah. Northwestern no, well, Mutual. Yeah. North, yeah. Northwestern Mutual. Something comes eligible when she turns 40. I don't quite understand the whole. Unfortunately, she has to die for you to get it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, do you live in a house or you rent? What do you, what do you got? So, so, so that, that's kind of where I'm going to go next. Right now we live with my father. We take care of my father. We pay at least half the bills in the house so he can use his money basically for, for, for living. How old is your dad? He's 85 and he's put in his will that we can stay here as long as we want. I have two sisters. We can stay here as long as we want with the kids and just kind of take over the mortgage and keep going. So that's called a life estate, meaning that you get to have that. How much is the place worth? Uh, 1.8. Wow. And then what's the mortgage that's outstanding on it? Do you know? 490. And how is, how is his condition right now? You know, amazingly, he's doing pretty well. He had a stroke about two years ago now. We've been taking care of him since then. Uh, it, it, he, he does well on his own, but he does need a lot of support. Mm-hmm. So, and he doesn't, he doesn't have any, well, he has a little bit of savings in, in stocks. And then we refinanced the house two years ago and took out $100,000 in mm-hmm. case anything comes up with his health yep. uh, and the house because... Yeah, we, we just wanted a little cushion. Are you struggling to close deals? Cold outreach is wasting the time of both the buyer and seller at every stage, especially when sellers are using shallow and outdated data. Your organization can overcome these challenges with technology that translates comprehensive, high-quality buyer data into real-time insights. These deeper insights empower sales reps and teams to adopt the habits of top performers, which leads to better outcomes like more pipeline, higher win rates, and larger deals. We call this Deep Sales, and we've built the first Deep Sales platform with the next generation of LinkedIn Sales Navigator. Right now, you can try LinkedIn Sales Navigator and get a 60-day free trial at linkedin.com trial. That is linkedin.com slash trial for a 60-day free trial. Let LinkedIn Sales Navigator help you sell like a superstar today. Just go to linkedin.com slash trial and get started. And so just so I understand this, you're paying for half the bills. Um, the refi takes place. There's 490 that's outstanding. What's the interest rate on that? Uh, 3.1. And it's in his name, right? Correct. Okay. And you've got this all documented that you actually have a life estate so that I'm just trying to make sure that like, if your father were to die tomorrow, what happens with that mortgage? It stays in his name. Doesn't there, it doesn't something have to happen legally to that or not? I don't know. I I'm actually a co-signer on it. Oh, so you, okay. All right. That's good. That's good actually. And the idea is you guys stay as long as, you know, let's say, um, 15 years or whatever. You have a five-year-old and a seven-year-old. You get to stay during that time. You will assume it. And then at that point where you're sort of like, okay, we're done, 
you and your wife leave that house, you sell it and you split the asset with your siblings? Correct. Okay. I really want to be clear that this should be legally documented. Like no doubt about it. That must be legally documented. That sounds a tiny bit precarious. And even if everyone agrees right now, I just want to make sure you are always protected in this. Okay. Yeah. We, we, we've been putting a lot of money in just trying to fix things up, just trying to make things a little better for all of us involved. Yeah. It's, it gets a little touchy. My wife is a little touchy about, about the whole topic, but. What's touchy about it for her just out of curiosity? Well, right. You never know what, what siblings will do or how they'll act yeah, later on. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's <laughs> what I mean. Like, right. Absolutely. That's why I just want to make sure that we have a game plan here. Absolutely. I'll also mention this. We we did buy my um, my uncle's second cabin in Tahoe, my wife and I. Oh. Did. So we, we use that uh, just for like, you know, family vacations, going back and forth. Um, nice. We love it. It's How much um, is that worth? Past two years, uh, it probably doubled in value to Jeez. 950. Oh my god, what's the mortgage? Uh 350. Okay. So, just so we are clear, you got you're making your contributions, you're living your life, you're doing okay, you've got cash, you've got this, you know, interest in the your you have a life estate at your dad's place, you got the cabin, all's good at age let's see, you're 46, so we need 15 years. So now, okay, at the moment where you're going to retire, right? Yeah. Your youngest child will be done with college. You sell the house. You split it three ways. Are you going to move into your cabin in Tahoe or are you going to have to find a place to live? Because we need your wife is still going to work, right? Right. Well, we, we could end up just keeping the house too. My dad's house. Right. We could just yeah. Stay. But you'd have to buy him out though, right? Uh, Maybe. <laughs> Here's what I think you should do. If you're going to have this papered, you should have some formula in this document that says, if I choose to buy out my siblings in 15 years or whenever it is going to be, you know, you pick a time, here's the formula by which we determine the value or here's what happens. You're going to have an opportunity to buy them out. It's just that you don't want to have to buy them out. Right. So that if you're like, whoa, I mean, I'd rather have the cash anyway. And by the way, we're going to just rent for a few years and like live in Tahoe and go back and forth. Like that's fine with me. But again, this has to be papered. Now, listen, if you're investing right now and you're all in stocks and you've got some cash to put to work, then you can start to actually just you can you don't have to sell everything, but you have to add some other assets to the mix. A hundred percent stocks is just asking for a problem. I don't know why you would do it. I have been thinking more um, to, to change things up a little bit, keep some stocks, but also to, I guess, get a little more conservative. I have been thinking that. I mean, look, if you want to take a lot of risk in your Roth IRA, I mean, the most with that 80 grand, that's fine. Like, I don't know if I'd be all stocks. I would probably even still be like 80, 20. But if you say that's where you want to take all your risk, fine. I think that that has the highest risk, Roth IRA. Next highest risk is your traditional retirement accounts. And the lower level of risk in the brokerage account in case you need some of the money. You know, in terms of the 529, I'd stop putting money away. I wouldn't put that 25 bucks into that kid's account. Because I I mean, I, I I find it hard to believe that your family would tell you there's money being left to you if there weren't really money being left to you. <laughs> and you know what I mean? Like the 20, I don't think that the 25 is going to make move the needle. And no. I feel like you guys, the best thing you can do right now is if you're going to make some sort of transition, have that money that's in cash and brokerage and build it up and have that there for you. And be clear that 
you know, all the money, like when you look at your cash flow now and you say, okay, we make 190 grand together. We put our money into retirement contributions. Do you have extra cash every single month? Uh, some, yeah, we do. Especially coming up with uh, both kids being in public school now, uh, yeah. you know, no more daycare. So that that's going to offer about $1,500 extra. Let's get you into some index funds, okay? It's this is this is your index fund. It's like a stock index fund, an international stock index fund, a bond index fund, and a commodities fund. That's it, and maybe not even a commodities fund to begin with. And if you want an allocation, like of the stocks, Mark, what do you want? His what would you? Let's just do like a quick brokerage account. Um, let's go least amount of risk to most amount of risk. So in the brokerage account. You could do like 70% stocks. The bulk of that is going to be a broad U.S. stock market index, 15% in the in the in an international stock index, and the rest in a bond index. That's it. That's it. And then you just, the three simple holdings, it's so easy. And then, then, um, if we were going to do a similar kind of portfolio in your Roth, you could just bounce it up to 80 or I don't know, 85% mark. Is that about as maybe if you want, did you 90, if you really feeling like, Oh, I want to really roll the dice, whatever. Fine. I don't care. But like, same thing, three index funds, go to bed at night. And in your retirement accounts, you know, I would do, you know, I could think you could do 70, 30 in there also. And you should be using index funds as much as possible in those. Okay. Did we beat this guy down? He's like, all right. <laughs> yeah, he's like, Jesus, Scott, these people are making me crazy. You're ruining my fun. You're ruining my oh, fun. Oh, no. It's not fun when you're losing. I'll tell you that much. No, no. I, I've, I've done pretty well. I've done pretty well. All right. Great. Probably need to be a little safer. Yeah. I think so. I do think so, really. It's not. It's like there's the payoff isn't great for the amount of risk you're taking. Okay. So I, all right, here's your marching orders. I want a lawyer to paper this deal with dad. Like that's just non-negotiable. That's number one. Number two, we want you to reallocate and try to use index funds instead of stock funds. And, um, and then let's get some information about this, um, insurance policy also, right? Your wife's insurance policy and any other details you want to give us. But I think you're, that's enough for now. I feel like we've overwhelmed him. You know, um, th this extra, we have, there's a lot of projects at my dad's house. There's a lot of old projects that need to be updated. Okay. Uh, I don't really know how to tackle that. Um, you mean like you're spending money for the house and is it going to come out of yours or the house fund? In other words, should you get a line of credit versus just spending your own cash? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that yes, because I sort of feel like if it's for the house, it's for the benefit of the house, your father and you guys, honestly, it should come out. It should be a line of credit that is either, you know, it'll get adjudicated or paid off when, you know, the the deal is done at the end. But yeah, I don't think that should be done. I don't think you should take that out of your pocket unless we have. Again, I think a real estate lawyer will be very helpful on this. Keep in touch with us. If you, like Jimmy, got a lot of different things going on, boy, we'd love to hear from you. Go to JillOnMoney.com, click the Contact Us button. And don't forget, while you're there, sign up for the free weekly newsletter. And if you wouldn't mind, could you leave us a rating and review on Apple? We would very much appreciate that. Okay. So, Mark Talercio, he is the co-host and the executive producer. We are distributed by Paramount Global. We drop our episodes every Tuesday and Thursday curiosity, compassion, community. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Hey. 
everybody, John Stewart here. I am here to tell you about my new podcast, The Weekly Show, coming out every Thursday. We're going to be talking about the uh, election, earnings calls. What are they talking about on these earnings calls? We're going to be talking about ingredient to bread ratio on sandwiches. I know you have a lot of options as far as podcasts go, but how many of them come out on Thursday? Listen to The Weekly Show with Jon Stewart wherever you get your podcasts. Always on the go? Well, now you can take CBS Mornings with you. Wake up to your daily dose of news and interviews on CBS Mornings On The Go. It's a podcast you can listen to CBS Mornings On The Go ad-free on Wondery+. Plus. The Hargan women seem to have it all. From the outside looking in, we were blessed. My mom was amazing. But as detectives would soon learn, there was a lot going on inside the Hargan household. Ashley and I have been calling my mom and the house and Helen. No one's answering. 63-year-old Pamela Hargan gunned down in her own home. Her youngest daughter, Helen, lay dead upstairs. Patrol, when they arrived, assumed or thought that there might have been a murder-suicide. But for the detectives on the scene... There were things about the scene itself that were concerning to us on day one. Who would want to kill their mother and their little sister? There is no boogeyman here. It is exactly who we think it is. I'm Peter Vance Sant from 48 Hours. This is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings, early and ad-free on the 48 Hours Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts.